Aviso, no se usa disparos. is back on the air baby dolls my name is darian i am back for another week of horror bullshit coming right to your face holes jason harrell's in the house what are you doing nephew what's going on big J? nothing anything cool happening this week uh no doing you the are exact same thing as last week and the week before you are getting dangerously close to going back to work my friend i know i'm already plotting and scheming how to weasel <laughs> my way out of that faking illnesses already <laughs> but rehearsing the faking of the illness yeah i told sarah that i I think I may have a small tear in my right knee. Absolutely. Uh, I can tell you right now. Let's just hold off on following up with that uh, until I return to work. (laughs) Give it like two days and then, ah, (laughs) got to go to the infirmary. I won't even claim it happened at work. I just want to, you know, tell, go return to work and then say, hey, I've now been scheduled for surgery. Sure. I need to take the next three months off for rehabilitation. That leads me up to retirement. I am sorry about the rehab and the surgery. (laughs) <laughs> this is terrible timing, I know, but I didn't plan it. This is how I spend my days. I was plotting weeds. and scheming. I love it. That's that's how you do it, Jason. I love I love that about you. What's up with you, man? Oh, Jesus Christ. I have just been named head coach of my son's flag football team. That sounds great. It is not. I don't know anything about flag football. Yeah. Uh, he had a team. Everything was going smoothly. We played our had our first practice and played our first game. And then the coach, uh, after the game, pulls everybody aside and says, hey, I can't do Fridays anymore. And me and the other dads are like, (laughs) and he's like, well, uh, no coach, no team. Mm -hmm. And we're like, I'm thinking, I'm about to get my Fridays back. And then all the kids start crying. Oh, Oh, fuck. (laughs) All right, I'm in. I'll do it. God damn it, you little bastards. Look at you. I can't. I can't handle it, man. One little crocodile tear. Oh, you, no. It was you, It was like a chorus. It. it was like a <laughs> chorus of, I can't believe it. Oh, shit. All right, all right. A cacophony of adoles- pre-adolescent whimpering. It was. And there's girls in there, too, man. Yeah. There's, it's a co-ed team. Oh, okay. Uh, flag football, for those of you that don't know, is almost nothing like the football that we know and love. Okay, Jason, football is a game that's played okay. where uh, a ball is thrown and you have to try to get Wait it. Wait a minute. It's called football, it but, is, it, but it's thrown? But yes. How do you throw your feet? Sometimes you kick it. And we decided that... This makes no sense. It's because Americans decided that soccer was dumb, but it made more sense for us to call. I don't know why. Okay, all I, right. It actually makes more sense for soccer to be I called I thought you football. were going to clarify this sport. I have none. I, I cannot. 
But uh, the, the football that we know and love is nothing like uh, youth flag football. Yeah. It's a completely different set of rules. It's the thing where they yank the little rag off they gotta the link, you got to yank the rag off, man, okay. is what it is. <laughs> it should be called yank ball, <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Ball Yankers is what that's Ball our team. Yankers. They play the TV show. <laughs> oh shit! If anybody out there has any clue about flag football, please hit me up. Uh, hopefully by Friday. Are there because, some cliff notes? <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking for like a flag football for dummies kind yeah. of a thing. I've got till Friday to figure this shit out. Well, and uh, don't ask Tim because he'll get some kind of copyright strike. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Tim. I didn't mean to. Bring that up. I'm sure it's a very sore subject. Uh, I tell you what, though, my friend, we have the regular horror show to get into. Besides flag football, we'll do the flag football uh, podcast next week. That'll be our Patreon thing. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> Yankers is what we'll call it. Uh, here comes some horror news, Jason Harrell. horror news what you got big dog i have heard that the movie skinamarink that i mentioned last week is actually going to be coming on shutter in february february yep uh we were going to go see it in it's actually in theaters locally oh really with one showing we were going to go and see it uh on sunday but it was too late it was at 6 p.m so we uh, you can't you can't we, handle a six p.m. No, we could, but I wanted to get home so I could see uh, the Last of Us. Got it. And Sarah has got to work on Mondays, and I wasn't gonna not see the Last of Us. Okay. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say a word. <laughs> you goddamn kids with your six p.m. movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was down for the six p.m. movie, right? But that would have got us home at eight. Okay. And Sarah do, normally goes to bed like eight nine o'clock at the latest okay. to, to go to work. Do you, do you want my HBO Max password? I'll give it to you. You can watch The Last of Us whenever you like. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I didn't want to have to wait to see it on Monday. Why would you have to wait? Oh, because that's Cause when it I'm hits. watching okay. it with her. All right. Oh, you're what? You're doing the whole thing with her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Whew, boy, I tell you what, is there a rewind button on this thing? <laughs> there is an edit, a edit thing I can do. You don't here. edit podcasts. I do not. I always talk about it, but I never do it. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> Other than a lot of fucking confusion. <laughs> confused? And you're old. Congratulations. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, man. Sean S. Cunningham is developing a Friday the 13th reboot. On the one hand, I'm excited because it is Sean S. Cunningham who brought us the original Friday the Thirteenth. On the other hand, what do we? What do we? What do we? We're going to reboot it, so there's nothing you're going to gain. <laughs> not really. No. I mean, really, the only place, the only way to go is down, right? Or I, I think it's just going to end up being as kind of status quo as the rest of them. Okay, but if it's a reboot. I'm assuming he's going to not necessarily remake the first one, but he's going to try to re-kickstart the franchise somehow. Right. All right. But what could you add to that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anything, really. I'm intrigued. I will <clears throat> definitely, I will probably check it out. Oh, it, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, I've been doing this podcast almost 11 years. Mm-hmm. How many times have I talked about a Friday the 13th remake, reboot, redo, redux? 
whatever a redux is. I have no idea. Uh, and we, we've yet to see one since, what, 2006, I think, was the last Gosh, time. Gosh, has it been that long? I think so. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. That's fucking nuts. I know, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm on board. Oh, uh, the, the more, the merrier. Sure. Uh, here's something I am excited about. Violent Night 2 is in the works. Tommy Wercola uh, returning to direct. I'm into that. Did you get around to checking that Still out? Still haven't seen it. Now streaming on Peacock. Okay. If you're into it. If you want to check it out. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying <laughs> it's there at your disposal. But this is supposed to be actually pretty good. I liked it. And you're not telling me to watch it. Yet you'll tell me to watch a lot of shit. That's right. Oh, okay. Jason, because if Just I'm, making sure I'm understanding it. I don't want to suffer alone, okay? <laughs> I want somebody to co-commiserate with me. Mm-hmm. Co-miserate. Co-misery. Whatever. Co-misery. That, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, speaking, of <laughs> speaking of misery, um, there is a movie out there. I seriously doubt you've seen it, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. All right. It is regarded by many to be the worst film ever made. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, well, the movie we made. No, no, oh. no. I think I think ours is actually better than this one. The film is entitled Birdemic. Oh yeah, you've seen it? <clears throat> no, but I've heard it's, how awful Birdemic is, is. Bad in so it, I, I can't they just like at a festival they just like had Birdemic two or three, I believe. Right. Well, now Birdemic two has been, but I think Birdemic came out 2003 ish. Birdemic two, which is also horrible, but not quite as bad as the first one. Came out, I want to say, 2006. Birdemic mm-hmm. 3 yeah. now has trailers up on Bloody Disgusting. Yeah, I saw, some of, I saw some snippets from it. And it's like, it looks like people just cut a picture, single picture of a seagull out of a magazine, put it on a string or a straw, and just kind of flew it around. There's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There is a lot of waitress-level act- acting going mm-hmm. on. Uh, a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary like close-ups and smiling at the, smiling for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of awkward moments in that movie. So, do you think it's one of those movies that <clears throat> is uh, deliberately bad, or oh no, no, it's purely accidental? But the first one, <clears throat> you can tell that they were taking their project seriously. Yeah, and they were trying. Sure, there was some legit uh, attempts at acting going on. Right. Second one, I felt like we're, we're kind of getting into Troma Town territory. So you've watched both. I have. Of course I have. Start to finish. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling, hey, this is my job now. It took me three years to get you to watch The Hunt. <laughs> You're right. This is why. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm a terrible human being. What can I say? Fair enough. Uh, let's see here. P- uh, speaking of Peacock, uh, have you been watching The Vampire Academy? No. Don't start because it's already been canceled after its first season. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, I don't know what, it, I don't, it's, it looked very tweeny. It sounds me. very tweeny. Yeah. So I was, eh, whatever. Uh, lastly, here's something I think you will be excited for. Alex Wolf. Does that name ring any bells? Wasn't he on like one of those tweeny TV shows? Not no, a, that was something else. Wolf, I believe. Not exactly. He wasn't on like, uh. Oh, shit. No. Who is he? He was in a movie where he drove a car. And, <laughs> oh, that guy. And uh, his sister was having a bit of a thing in the back seat. Okay. And stuck her head out of the car to get some Oh, hair. yeah. That is Alex Wolf. Oh, the moly guy. 
Uh, yeah, he does have a mole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has just been added to the cast of A Quiet Place Day One. Nice. I think that's uh, good news. Uh, yeah, I, you have yet to see part two. I have not seen part two. I'm going to do that. Too busy watching well, Birdemic 2. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Perhaps I have no excuse. I'm a terrible person. Now, let me tell you something there, Mr. Harold. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you one thing. <laughs> Watching movies in this house mm-hmm. is like um, reading a pop-up book. Oh, right. You know what I mean? You no, can, I don't. You get like a quick a quick little 30-second snippet and maybe something, and then here comes kid number two, and she's going to come in here and ruin it. Like, Daddy, I want to – and then you got to pause it, and you got to go sort her out, and then you come back. You really lose like the ambiance and the atmosphere of the movie watching movies in this house so that's why you stick to birdemic and birdemic 2 well number one those are what i call low effort movies sure i have to put very little effort into watching those movies number two i know i'm not losing anything by pausing the movie to break up a dog fight yeah or wipe a butt or whatever it is i have to do or learn a goddamn flag football manual yeah but by that rationale i mean you would never have time to watch a quote-unquote quality movie. So here's my approach. And I will, uh, this is almost purely accidental. I'll wait till everybody goes to bed, and I'll be like, I'm going to bed, I'm going to go in the room, and I go in there and close the door, and I put a movie on, and if it keeps me awake, I will sail through it, and I will actually pay attention, much like one of the two of the movies in uh, What Are You Looking At This Week. Okay. Uh, If it doesn't, then I'm out, and I cannot report on that movie. All right. So that's where I'm at. That's the troubled life of this podcaster, Jason. Okay. <laughs> Prior to this week, what are the last two quality movies you have managed to get through? Oh, well, quality is a subjective term. Especially with you. <laughs> <laughs> quality is a subjective term there, Mr. Harrell. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Hold on. Let me look at my notes. Um, I did, uh, well, In Search of Darkness, one and two. I had to spread those out, though. Um yeah, but there's there's that's not like a movie. Gone in the Night was a good one. That was one that kept me awake. And okay. I was like, oh, I'm not going to fall asleep. I want to see what's going on here. That's one worth checking out. Winona Ryder, too. Okay. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> like I did something great. I watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me go. I made it through one, finally. Look, the guy who has a movie podcast <laughs> watched a movie. I actually got one in. All right, God damn it! Uh, well, that, you have certainly put me in my place. I tell you what. <laughs> Let's uh, get into some listener mail there, Mr. Harold. Let's do. Listener mail. Yes, sir. We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of stuff going on here, Jason. Let's kick things off right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line, Lovecraft. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and someone made it in tonight. Darian, glad to see you guys enjoyed the jelly beans. Ha ha, that was a highly entertaining video. So, like a year ago... uh, Cowboy gifted me and my family a box of spicy jelly beans, uh, varying levels of spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the least spicy is sriracha. 
the most spicy is uh, Reaper. Reaper. Carolina Reaper. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we put them in the cupboard, forgot all about it. Found them the other day when we were cleaning out the cupboard. So I thought, oh, okay. It just so happened that the neighbor girl was over too. Mm-hmm. Who wants to do the spicy jelly jelly bean challenge? We do, we do. Of course. So I videotaped it, or I video recorded it. You can't mm-hmm. really say videotaped anymore. I think it, but... Yeah, but most everybody still says. It, uh, it's kind of like the nomenclature. I taped it. Yeah. I taped it. I videotaped <laughs> it. I recorded it on my phone. Uh, everybody except for me and my daughter did uh, Sriracha. Mm-hmm. I did, of course, the Reaper, which was it's hot, but it was over like that. Was it? I've eaten the actual Reaper. Yeah. That stays with you. It like gets on the inside in your teeth and your gums, and mm-hmm. it hangs, and it gets on your fingers, too. But... Um, yeah, they made complete vaginas out of themselves, <laughs> which is good for them. Uh, I don't think that neighbor girl will be coming over again anytime yeah, not, soon. <laughs> not very impressed. With no, the, with she Deacon's was not. Performance. Do not uh, do not anyth- eat anything from that house ever. Uh, totally missed writing in last week. Crazy at work, and by the time I realized it was already after eight p.m. Quick meat hook with Lovecraftian movies. My top three are Color Out of Space. The Mist and Grabbers. I forgot about Grabbers. Remember that one? Mm-mm. Irish horror comedy where the tentacles are just coming out of the ocean and swiping people. No, don't think I've seen it. It's pretty fun. It's actually really funny. Uh, haven't had time to watch much lately. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Uh, Grabbers is pretty good. Yeah. It's because it's like a it's a, like an Irish village, mm-hmm. and it's a small one, so everybody is hammered. All the time. And I think at one point, like, the local constable decrees that alcohol is a deterrent to the tentacles. Mm -hmm. So he makes everybody go to the the pub and get hammered. Yeah. Sounds like a... There you have it. Pretty good plan. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We got some voicemails here, Harold. It's our main man in Alabama. Here comes Alan. Padded room, what's up? What's up, Alan? Okay, meat hook. Three Lovecraftian horror movies. I'm going to go mm. Event Horizon, mm. Reanimator, and then number one, Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. Uh, Mr. Yep. Darian, are you Christy? <laughs> and finally, I have seen The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. I saw it under the name like Sleeping Corpses Live. That's a, yeah. And if I remember correctly, a zombie eats a kitty in that movie. Yes, he That was does. a pretty good flick. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody's doing good. Talk to you all later. Bye. That movie actually came out under a few different names. Uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, Don't Open the Window. Um, it's out there, man. It's, there's many different uh, names and titles you could find it under. It's all the same movie. But the box art changes depending on what title you get. So there's that. Uh, let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy himself. hey yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? Well, we're here. I do hope everyone's doing well. And, uh, Darian, hope you got somebody to talk to. I do. Um, hey, I got a couple things I wanted to get to. You were talking about um, comic book movies. Yeah. Or, no, not comic book, video game movies. That, and too. You had mentioned the uh, House of Dead flick. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, bad. that has one of my all-time favorite bad movie fucking lines in it where at the end if you remember the the villain is like explaining his plan yes and he he tells the the girl like and then i will be immortal yes and she says 
well, why? <laughs> and he says, to live forever. <laughs> and it just always cracks me up. Like It's kind of self-explanatory, really. I don't think that's what really. he fucking meant, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad flick. That one it's fucking terrible. sucks. It's terrible. Hey, um, also, last week you were mentioning how um, you had seen uh, Jenna or Kay, or no, Danielle Harris. Yes. As like a little girl in the Halloween flicks. And Correct. And then thought it was weird that eh. she was fucking, you know, like, yeah. To say that she's hot because you saw her when she was a little kid. Right. Shit. Man. It's a thing. I get that, I guess. But, fuck, I don't know about you, but, you know, I used to watch Who's the Boss, and I watched that shit for one fucking reason. Melissa it Milano, wasn't fucking baby. Tony Danza, I tell you what, oh, well, man. Okay. <laughs> I fucking right. had it bad for uh, old girl Alyssa Milano. Oh, okay. Before she went Tony off Danza. the fucking deep end, but. Maybe it I don't know. Maybe it's just my intestinal <laughs> fortitude that I'm able to to push through that. You know, and, uh, you got to do that sometimes. You know, masturbate. But uh, <laughs> oh, other thing. Fuck uh, you for your fucking. Uh, now what I do? Megan Fox's fucking toe toe thumbs. thumbs or toe thumbs. I, was hoping I fucking look. did look it up, man. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> You're damn, welcome, Jason Harold. I warned you. Bad shit. But anyway. You know what, um, I did want to move on to the fucking meat hook yeah. because I want to pretend like I totally forgot about the educating because okay. I don't know this fucking one either. Alan got it. But uh, we were talking about uh, Lovecraft-inspired flicks. Yeah, what do you think, Ben? And you know what? I don't think you can do much better than From Beyond, Reanimator, and I do think you guys are forgetting a big one. Huh. What about the Evil Dead? Yeah. I mean, that is fucking yeah. Lovecraft. It's true. Taken to a new level, taken to a different level, but reanimator isn't a fucking direct, you know, well, translation. Obviously but not. But it, it truly is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft inspired. I mean, you got the Necronomicon, you got the fucking Demons in the Woods, the other, um, and you got a fucking a critter, a bad guy, that drives you insane. It's true. And that's something. It's true. I didn't even think of it like that. But uh, to be fair, Mr. Hardy, in the first Evil Dead movie, it was not called the Necronomicon. It was called Nacheron de Manta or something like that. Nacho del Taco. Exactly right. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a number four from Taco yes. Bell. <laughs> um, I didn't. Th- he's right, though. It is very Lovecraftian yeah. when you think about it. Uh, he got GP, but he did call back. You were mentioning about how there's no like really true faithful adaptations of Lovecraft's work. Right. And uh, you know what? There is another reason that uh, I believe there are no true faithful adaptations of his work. Like that? when you're reading the work and it describes, uh, you know, the ancient ones or the deep ones or whatever. Right. There's not a whole lot of description. No, and it's just... Generally, it says something to the effect of if you were to gaze uh, upon it full, in full light, gaze. it would drive you mad or yeah. insane. And I think it's one of those things where uh, if, if somebody were to attempt a faithful rendition of it, how the fuck do you pull that off, you know, with special effects. This, this, whatever this is, it's got to be so fucking out there that it would make you insane to look right. at it. Yeah. Or you got to pull, like, a Blair Witch and not show it. That makes and sense. And then 
like, well, fuck, you know. So people are going to be disappointed no matter what. So I wonder if that might be one of the things that kind of limits the the movie adaptations. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Enjoy fapping to those toe thumbs. I tell you what. uh, (laughs) You just put your dick away, Tom Hardy. You're not going to need it for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You and your fucking toe thumbs, Jason Harrell. I read an article once about, uh, I think it was in Maxim. Is Maxim still a thing? Don't know. I don't know either. But it was comparing different horror writers and their styles. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically it gave like a breakdown. It was like, Dean Koontz, the monster is over there. It's very scary, but it's an alien. Uh, Clive Barker, the monster is over there. It wants to have sex with you. And by (laughs) the end of the book, you're going to want it to have sex with you. Yeah. Stephen King. The monster is over there. Uh, it's very scary. But don't worry about it. There's a guy over here cheating on his wife. Let's focus on that. <laughs> and then it went to H.P. Lovecraft. The monster is over there. It's so scary I can't even tell you what it looks like. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> accurate. <laughs> very accurate, I found. Uh, right on, Tom Hardy. Do you have anything for Tom Hardy, uh, Alan, or the cowboy, Jason? Thanks for everything. Would you like to try a jelly bean? No. Okay. Never mind. Thought I was going to get you. but No. Just- Old man's stomach. Can't, it doesn't work anymore? Can't do it. Fuck. No, yeah, it's ruined your whole uh, your whole intestinal tract. Yeah, I just, it's, I'm just systematically breaking down. Is that what it is? Yes. Well, <laughs> fuck, man. All right. First, first went the spine, then the stomach, and then my will to live at times. <laughs> and... You are holding on by a thread. <laughs> I got to get you to bed before you fucking expire. <laughs> Let's do a movie. This will put you to sleep. Let's do it. Thank you for doing this. And you don't really want to be Maybe there, Maybe it'll work. Do you think that's the cabin that we're in? Yeah. Looks like it. Snow's starting to come down, and it's going to be heavy out there tonight, so be careful. I was born and raised in these woods. I'll be just fine. Casey, help! Casey, help! What do you mean to do? Just do it! We're passing you. She's awake! What's your name? Leslie Bison. Dark Horse Leslie Bison. Leslie, I'm gonna go down and get you some help. Sure. I'm not a renter. If things had been different, you could have joined us. You certainly have the stomach for it. The stomach for, for what? What's coming next? I'm gonna kill you for this. No, you're not.
Yeah, that is Dead Night from 2017, also known as Apple Cards. Why is it also known as Apple Cards? No idea. Any thoughts on that, Jay? None. None whatsoever. There's no apples uh, that I saw in the movie. No cart. And uh, they had a car, but not really a cart. Anyway, uh, it's from uh, 2017, got 4.4 stars on IMDb, written by Irving Walker, directed by Brad Barch, stars Bria Grant, A.J. Bowen, and, of course, Barbara Crampton. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm going to need some help on this one, big guy, because I don't get it. This movie has the most inconsistent snowfall I've ever seen. And uh, very little (laughs) oxidation of breath, which tells me that this was probably filmed in somebody's garage for the most part. Uh, That's fine. I'm I'm down for a low-budget movie. It just has to make sense, man. It has to make sense. Yeah. And that is a problem that we have here. We're going to start off in 1961, Jason Harrell, with a young couple out on a... Well, they're looking to fuck in the back seat, is yep. what they're looking to do. And uh, we went out in the woods somewhere, and we found a shady spot in the middle of the night, and we're about to get it on when Sally, or whatever the hell her name is, hears something creeping about. Uh, from there, Brad, or whatever his name is, goes out to investigate, and of course gets killed by something that we can't quite make out what it is. From there, we cut to somebody giving birth. While being tied to a tree. The same chick. You think it was the same chick? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. I'm willing to sign off on mm-hmm. that. So would that be nine months later or we just uh, – she was – I didn't Fastest think- pregnancy and delivery ever? I, I'm not sure. It has to be, right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, she's pregnant. She's tied up to a bunch of trees and she births a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's something looming about uh, – Mummy, I would say some some individual wrapped in ba- ba- bandages or sheets or something with like big talons. Mm-hmm. Uh, very scary. Not sure what's going on here. Now we're going to jump right to present day. Um, we are joining a family on a trip to a rental property, somewhat Airbnb esque, and um, it's funny. It's I tried. I try. I try. Jason, not to pick these movies apart, but there's nothing I hate more than that, I don't know, page and a half of exculpatory dialogue where we have to summarize why we're here, who we are, where we're going, where we came from, all within like a quick, uh, quick dialogue. Yeah. Dad, you've had cancer for three months. We're going to this iron oxide deposit with a house on top of it to cure you. Mom, you think it's really going to work? Oh, I think it's horse shit, sweetie. Oh, Dad, you need to be more positive. I, come on. It, 45 seconds in. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I hate that. And I'm, I'm sorry. I understand we have a lot of character development to get to and not a lot of time to get to it. I can figure out on my own that this is a family. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you didn't have to bring in the story with the cancer and the iron oxide. They could have just been going to an Airbnb. would have been fine. But... Also, you you say that you can figure out the, and see that this is a family, but they made it deliberate that the son or the daughter uh, calls the mother by her name, First name, not mom. Yeah. For no reason at all. Is there a point to that? Because it's never, you know, expanded upon like they have this bad relationship or anything. 
Well, I have a theory as to why that's in there. Okay. Uh, we need it, and that's another thing that I hate in movies is where we have to constantly identify each other. Jason, 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 yeah, we're doing a podcast right now, Jason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do it a lot because I think it's funny and I like combining your first and last names into, <laughs> right. into one title. <laughs> Look at here, Jason Harrell. Listen, Jason Harrell. <laughs> but in real life, I don't do, nobody does that. You know what I mean? But for the purposes of this movie and this weird little side trip we're about to take, uh, the mom's first name becomes somewhat prevalent and important that we identify her. Which was a terrible idea. Yeah, but they're going to drill that into you repeatedly through the remainder of the movie. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's terrible. That's a bad idea. I don't know. So you okay? Okay. Let's just <laughs> let's just take it at, at base value from where we are right now. We've got a family going to a uh, woodland Airbnb situation. I'm on board. I love a horror movie that takes place in the woods. Um, the family. Uh, there's no discernible dickheads involved so you know it's supposed to be a place of healing sure but i I get it okay we don't need to oversell that but you're right they do keep uh they really hammer home the point that the mom's first name is casey so they get up there they get they start like moving around we find out that she um rented the place for a couple of weeks from her friend mika and mika rents the place out as a quote-unquote place of healing because it sits on top of a iron oxide deposit and that's supposed to cure the body or realign the body or whatever the fuck and uh, we also find out that the dad played by aj bowen has some kind of cancer although he is spry for a cancer riddled individual Mm -hmm. uh good for him uh they're going up there to rest relax and get some healing and for some reason we brought uh the the teenage daughter's hot friend with us too which seems a bit counterintuitive but okay uh, off they go. They get there. Once we get there, th- this is the part that I don't understand, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So this is the part. Though there are many, but this is the start of the part <laughs> that leads to other parts. Uh, we have these lurkers in the woods. No, they're not tit lurkers. There are no tits in this movie. I was hoping there would be hashtag tit lurkers. bring back tit lurking. There's no tit lurking in this movie. Okay, could have used some. Uh, it's basically our mummy character and, uh, it's just kind of lumbering about out in the woods by this property. Okay. Very creepy. At some point, the mummy character goes to, yeah, they did look like Mumra from Thundercats. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck around, man. Mumra will fuck you up. You better get Lionel and Panthro on the phone. Um, she, the, the mummy character goes back to like a weird clearing where she has a pretty kick-ass AV situation set up. Mm-hmm. There's like three TVs, a tuner, a subwoofer, uh, random cables coming out of things. And it all, all the cables are plugged into what I can only call a... It's either a turd or a cocoon. It looked like a turd. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. It was a giant poop emoji. It's what it looked like. was a big turd. Uh, we don't really get any kind of explanation as to what this thing is, but it looks like a big cocoon or it's kind of turd shaped and they've got all this AV equipment set up and hooked up to the turd. Okay. So our mummy goes back there, turns on the TV and starts watching true crime documentaries. That's what all mummies are known for. Is that what it is? There's a big calling, big (laughs) following for true crime from the mummy crowd. Uh, but the 
true crime. Maybe they were trying to find Tom Cruise's The Mummy on television. Oh, I got it. They could have borrowed it from me. I got it. I got it on Blu-ray. Special edition, Tim. I got the special edition one for you, Tim. Is that the version that don't suck? Uh, no, there is no version oh, okay. that doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, the true crime documentary is about Casey, the mom, mm-hmm. and how she murders her entire family and sets the bodies on fire. Yeah, spoiler alert. Big time. Big time. So that's kind of weird. And intermittently throughout this true crime documentary that the mummy is watching in the middle of the woods, we get campaign ads featuring Barbara Crampton playing Leslie Bison running for governor. I'm Leslie Bison and I approve this ad. Mm-hmm. And she's like walking around talking about how she's going to fix this place and do this and that. And, yeah. You know, campaign ads always show them like pointing at things and smiling. Lots of pointing. Yeah. I'm going to build something over there. <laughs> You're going to love it. I'm going to waste money over there. <laughs> That's right. Your tax dollars going right here in my pocket. <laughs> uh, very strange. And then from there, we cut right back to the family. Okay. What are we doing here, Jason? I, okay. Wasting I, I, time. I know. I know. I don't know. Uh, the family is settling into the house. Very cool. Uh, the dad is trying to get somebody. To, I guess there was supposed to be some firewood, but he can't find the axe. So he's like, I'm just going to go out in the woods and start looking for firewood. Anybody want to come with me? Yeah, like he can't even remember the the daughter's friend's name right? because of this cancer that he has. But they're going to let him just wander just out into out. a snowy wilderness yeah. all by himself. Sure. Uh, nobody wants to help him either. Yeah, well, because they, they, they he said he was going to go out and get wood, but... Um, I believe he said, I'm just going to go out like into the woods and get the wood. Yeah. I, I don't even think it was neatly stacked outside the no, door. No, no, Yeah. At I'm one basically po- going to go chop down a tree. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, they're like, watch out for wolves. And he's like, wolves love me. Yeah. And Okay. Sure. With you're going to go walk off a cliff is what you're going to do, tough guy. Uh, he's out there walking around looking for wood. Uh, from there, we get like a very touching moment between mom and the daughter. And she's like... Oh, sorry, Dad has cancer. And she's like, yeah, we got to do something. We can't just wait for him to die. So that's why we brought him up here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, And then the daughter and her friend step outside to smoke a cigarette because, I don't know, why not, I guess. Chances are that actress smoked. And they didn't need just a smoke. Break. Yeah. And they didn't want to have to keep breaking for her to go smoke a cigarette. So they just said, fine, you can smoke. Let's go. <laughs> uh, the son, on the other hand, is more than content to just stare at his phone the whole time. Good for him. Uh, while dad is out there walking around, he happens upon a unconscious lady laying in the snow. So he picks her up and brings her back to the cabin or like close to the cabin. And then everybody comes out and helps him. And it's Barbara Crampton. So we're going to recognize her as the lady from the campaign ads, but I, I guess our family does not. So I don't. Maybe she's not running for. Maybe they're not from that state. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, once they get her inside, they get her warmed up. She's very familiar with the place, and once she gets inside, she's like, "Oh, I'm good. What's for dinner?" And she like starts rummaging through their fridge and pouring herself a glass of water. But what was? I don't get the. So she claimed that she was like born and kind of grew up in those woods. Right. Uh, But she was like basically dead when they found her. Her lips were blue. Like it it looked like legitimately she was out. I think we are supposed to write that off as her using 
her abilities to appear that way, hmm. just to get lure them in, get entry into the into the house or the cabin. Gotcha. Uh, and something we I glazed over. I was, love movies where we have to invent the writing. We have we have to do the writing yeah. for them. Yes, it's great. Uh, before that, she called a uh, Asian young lady who will find out is Mika, the yeah. owner of the property, and they have like a whole clandestine conversation about, oh yeah, they're up there. Okay, I'm going in. Oh, well, what about it's cold out here? Well, I grew up in these woods. I'll be fine. Yeah. So Mika, the owner of the property, is clearly in on this. Whatever the fuck is about to happen. Good for her. Uh, Barbara get or we'll call her Barbara from now. She gets uh, let into the house. She's making herself at home. She's uh. She's a bit of a Jason Harrell type, is what I would say. She's kind of, it's a little on the dicky side. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, she's got a charm about her, but uh, at the same time, she's kind of. I thought she was a right cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, oh, you know, this place, uh, Mika rents it out to sick people. Which one of you guys is going to die here? Yeah. And they're like, hey, man. She just walks over to the fridge. She drinks down the whole like quart of milk. Yeah, starts just uh, making herself at Big home. Big fan of dairy. Eating eating their dinner. And uh, the family is being a bit put off by it. And they're like, you know what, dude? Uh, I'm going to call you an ambulance because clearly you're not right. And she's like, oh, fine. Just whatever. Uh, now, before that, we saw somebody just before this point. Like, the, our weird lurker posse out in the woods, one of them went up to the turd and snapped the tip off and walked off with the turd tip. <laughs> That's going to come into play here in a second. Yep. Uh, as they're escorting Barbara Crane, she introduces herself as Leslie's. This is the Leslie Bison from the weird faux commercials that we've been watching this whole time. Um, she introduces herself. They're escorting her out because she's being a little weird and aggressive and she's asking too many questions. Um, as she like grabs a light bulb and smashes it, which apparently shuts off the power to the whole house. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. That's a thing. And then she takes the turd tip out of her pocket and slams it into the back of the daughter's neck. Mm -hmm. Uh, from there, uh, Casey, or actually the dad is like, all right, you're getting out of here. And he's like trying to shove her out the door. Uh, Casey grabs a knife and she's like, yeah, you need to leave right now. Uh, from what we can see, Leslie like gets on top of, she starts like pummeling uh, the dad. So Casey grabs the knife and starts stabbing the shit out of Leslie. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, what? Ah! And then we, she realizes that she was actually stabbing the dad and not Leslie. And then she stands up. She's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And then Leslie pops up behind her, and she's like, hey, you're a killer. And then she vanishes. Okay, so clearly Leslie Bison is some kind of supernatural. Maybe she's a ghost or some kind of a succubi or something like that. I don't know what she's into. But uh, scary stuff. Uh, from there, uh, Jace, the, the daughter's hot friend like excused herself before all the swinging started. So she's upstairs hiding. Uh, Jason, the son, is a right vagina, so he runs upstairs and starts hiding with her. This part I thought was particularly humorous because he's hiding in a closet. Uh, he sees, like, hands coming out to, like, fiddle and poke, <laughs> so he's like, no, get away! And then he very quickly realizes that the hands aren't there, and uh, he's just given the, I'm going to fill you up hands to the daughter's friend. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even see that part. I got a little chuckle out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inappropriate but still uh the daughter the main daughter the one that smokes cigarettes though 
She kind of goes full deadite on us for a few minutes. And that damn E. coli. Tell you what, man. Fuck you right <laughs> that up. That turd tip. <laughs> you don't want the turd tip. <laughs> I almost ordered a turd tip burrito the other day, and then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I don't want to roll the dice on the turd tip. Uh, she goes full deadite, and she's like up, and her eyes are rolled back, and she's got blood running down her face, and she's like, <laughs> and she's like staggering around the house trying to find these kids. She almost gets to the closet where they're hiding, and then Leslie uh, gets into a like a confrontation with Casey downstairs, so the daughter goes running downstairs to attack Casey, her mom. Very cool. Uh, while that's going on, we're gonna we keep we're gonna keep jumping back and forth to this weird uh, inside crime or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. This true crime documentary about the crimes that we're watching right now. Bad idea, man. Bad idea is what I say. There's movies where those faux newscasts, like, they hit. Yeah. But when they don't hit, boy, they are just laughable. And this and one. And this one. Because you had a, a very recognizable character actor as, like, the uh, the main inter- yeah, interviewer Robert. guy. Yeah. Um, so that takes you immediately out of the realism of it being, or, you know, an actual telecast. Uh, it was just awful. It was so off-putting. It was very, you could tell they were going for like an A&E vibe, like one of those, those, uh, true crime thing, like one of those hour long specials. I will say say that their theme music was pretty realistic. Sure. (laughs) There, uh, I think the acting from the reenactors in the thing was better than the acting of the actual (laughs) actors. (laughs) There's no dialogue from those guys though. Yeah, but I didn't see any turd tips being Uh, used. You know, they omitted the part of the turd tips. So from there we go back and we basically what, what our documentary is telling us is that at some point throughout the course of the evening, Casey is going to murder her entire family and set their bodies on fire out by the lake. And the neighbor is going to witness uh, the last murder. Uh, and also the, the daughter's friend is still missing and unaccounted for. So there's that. Well, now we... Uh, you just told us how the movie ends. So why, why do we need to go forward any further? You know what I mean? And this, I wished I didn't have to. Me too. Um, I would like to like this movie. It's got Barbara Crampton in it. I'm in love with her. It's got A.J. Bowen in it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his. And again, somehow it just completely falls short. It reminds me of that goddamn Western that Buddy made us watch with the whorehouse and the witches. Mm. Lots of talent in that movie. Still a shit show. That was way better than this. You think so? Yes. Uh, you're right. There was tits in that <laughs> one. There was tits in that one. There's no tits in this one. All right, anyway, so we're just going to have to jump back and forth between this mockumentary and what's actually going on. Now, as the family was driving to the cabin, uh, the daughter's friend, Becky, I believe her name was, kept making references to wanting to get a hold of her grandmother to let her know that they arrived safely. Uh, The grandmother's name, I don't know if you caught it or not, was Lily Lane. I didn't. Which is also the stage name of one of my favorite porn stars. Oh, noted. So... Not the same actress, though. No. No, it is not. Right after Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not the same actress, goddammit. Um, from there, 
the as we left off, the daughter was coming down the stairs to attack Casey as she was getting in her screaming match with Barbara Crampton. Uh, luckily, the daughter's friend grows a pair because the son clearly isn't going to. Runs down there to help Casey. Uh, they get the daughter off of Casey and somehow manage to cut the daughter's ear off and stab like impale her with like a fucking broomstick or something. Uh, that was like a fire poker. It could be. You're probably I right. I don't know. For, so for a set, it's a pretty good ear severing. It was, but this part I'm not sure I fully understand because it looked to me like the deadite or whatever it was, the turd tip, yeah, left the daughter for a second and jumped into the dad. Hmm. Is that what you got? Did not get that at all. Okay, well, there's a. It's either the dad or a completely random dude. Can't say I was. You're already checked out. Really staring, though. I'm trying to make sense of this, Jason. I I did, you know, like actually watch the movie. Okay. I'm not saying I did too. And I still like don't know I what wasn't the even like passively on. watching. Like you know, I wasn't dicking off on my phone. I got a full page like, of notes here. I actually paid attention to a this full movie. page. I got a complete kill count and everything. <laughs> I even wrote down the director for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I did my due diligence here, buddy. I think it, it. I don't know. It looked a lot like the dad, but at the same time, it wouldn't make sense because in a few minutes, another character is going to get killed, and that character doesn't get reanimated but i don't know i can't say for sure Well, the dad is definitely running around as a dead eye okay so that probably was the dad out there yeah, the okay 100 percent. okay it didn't quite look like him but uh the turd tip jumps out of the girl and hightails it over to the dad and now the dad is up running around uh unfortunately uh i guess it somehow keeps control of the girl because she's only herself for a few minutes and then she comes back as a dead eye again um very very scary um becky is like freaking out casey goes running off uh becky's freaking out what am i doing i don't know uh jason comes down and he's like okay we're gonna hide they run off to like a i think they somehow got under the house didn't they or was it like a tool shed or something they get into some weird no it has to be under the house they get under the house where they're hiding from deadite deadite dad and deadite sister mm-hmm. um Deadite's dad. I do think this is where I went to get a burrito or something. Was it a turd tip burrito? It was not. I hope not. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah, I did go to the kitchen once. <laughs> okay, perfect. I, I must have missed that part. Okay. They get under the house where they're trying to be quiet, but dad, Deadite Dad uh, goes uh, crawling under there with them. Uh, Deadite Dad manages to kill Jason right there on the spot. Um, the... Becky is like trying to like crab walk her way out of there, but then Deadite Daughter is in the house above and punches through the floor and pulls uh, Becky up through the floor and then hands her to uh, Leslie Bison. Now, let's go back to our our giant turd in the woods. Let's do. (laughs) Let's do, Jason. Try to contain your excitement. (laughs) This fucking thing, whatever it is, is sprouting like organs i guess petals yeah they almost look like they're growing like a bunch of elongated testicles i'll call i'll call it that yeah but they pulsate <laughs> it's either too. that or some kind of like wonton soup it could be it could be a wonton soup which <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty good um it's growing something yeah and uh Leslie Bison pulls uh, Becky out from the floorboards, and she's, like, wrestling her down. And then uh, she makes her swallow one of these nuts, these yeah. fucking 
whatever it is. Plums. Fuck things. I don't know. It's like a little bitty heart. It's oh. it's pulsating. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's. I don't want it. I'm sure it's not tasty. I just assume it was a testicle. I'll go with that. We're going to call it a testicle. <laughs> turd tip turd testicle. Te- turd tip <laughs> testicle. Wrap your lips around that, why don't you? You do that. Ah! Uh, makes her swallow it. What, once she gets it in her system, she like rolls her eyes back in her head and kind of goes unconscious. All right. Uh, very cool. Uh, Casey is running around out in the woods, and she happens upon Mumbra, who's like, <laughs> with me. And Casey's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, but then she goes off. Well, first she sit. No, first she goes and uh, runs into uh, Mika, who's on her way to the cabin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Ah, it's just coming up to check on you guys. So naturally, Casey stabs her in the arm. <laughs> I kind of like that part. That yeah, part. Well, she's like at eleven o'clock. Yeah, I don't think so, bitch. So she takes uh, mm-hmm. Mika out and ties her to a tree and like starts interrogating her. Mika's giving her a bunch of half-ass answers about, it's already started, you can't stop it. Uh, how do I get my family back? You can't, they're already gone. All you can do is give them peace. Uh, eventually, uh, Leslie Bison calls Mika on the phone, and Mika's like, hey, I'm almost there, as she's being tortured by uh, Casey. Casey then takes the phone away, and she's like, look, fucker, uh, you've got my daughter or that other chick, and uh, I'll, I'll trade. The I'll give you this Mika chick here for my uh, my daughter's friend. She's like, okay, deal. Bring her up to the uh, thing there. It's like, okay, great. Uh, so she cuts Mika loose and starts like, you know, come on, we're going to go. And she's like poking her with a knife as she goes. Mika's like, look, you should go talk to the, the people in the woods because they know how to combat this. And if anybody can stop this thing, it's them. She's like, okay, I'm going to tie you to a different tree. And I'm going to go walking off into the woods to try to find, quote-unquote, them. So uh, she goes off, walking off. Uh, Mika's there, and she runs into Mumbra, who takes them to the weird AV setup. And then she makes uh, Casey sit down. We find out that Mumbra is actually Becky's grandma, who she was trying to get a hold of. She made good time. What the fuck, man? Either these people lived literally right around the corner from this place, at which point this doesn't make any sense. Or Mumbra can fly, which I, as I recall, <laughs> he might have actually been able to do in the original Thundercats. I don't um, possibly. <laughs> I, I know that he got. Rid- I was too busy focusing in on Chitara's Chitara, ass. baby. Whew. <laughs> that was something. Uh, anyway, uh, Mumbra is like, "Come here, I'm going to make you watch this." She makes uh, Casey watch the goddamn horseshit true crime documentary that entails the crimes that she is now committing at, after she's committed them. And to include the Leslie Bison campaign ad. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, see that? That's what's going on. So uh, chain of events is already in motion. Not much you can do about it. She said, what am I watching? She said, you're seeing the future. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's what's going on. But if you want to set your family free and save their souls, you have to you have to cut their heads off, dig the turd nugget fragments out of their I guess their neck area and then set their bodies on fire. So that's what you got to do. You got to go do that. And she's just, okay. All right. Well, I guess that's Sever what, the heads of my family. All right. That's what I'm, I'm going to do. I got to get the turd nuggets out. <laughs> so back, she goes to the cabin. She's got an ax now. Very scary. Uh, I think Mika got killed. Yeah. Did somebody she? jammed something through her eye. We have to assume Who it's would less. Kill her? 
I assume it was Leslie. Why? I don't know. She's part of it. You would think so. But Fucking I think Leslie thoughts. was going rogue. <laughs> Stupid. I don't know, man. I think she's going she's gone rogue on the mumbras of the woods. But so uh shit, you know I'm terrible with names. Who's the uh the main chick? Which one? Uh the, the mom. mom. Casey. Okay. So Casey says to Mumra, um she says, So this is who you're putting your money on? Le- Leslie? Right. Bison? And she said, yeah, that's basically our horse in the game at right. this point. Yeah. This is who we're banking on. Yeah. She's a fucking asshole. Like, you, why would they? You talking about Leslie? Leslie. Like, why would they pick her? She's terrible. She's a horrible person. She gave some half-assed thing about. We, uh, She's oh, so, jamming sticks through Mika's head, apparently. Clearly. Uh, she gave some half-assed reason about how witches have been pushed back, but every couple centuries they find somebody that can push everything forward and like bring light and acceptance or something like that. And I think, All right. I'm, hey, I didn't write this shit, man. <laughs> Just telling you what I remember. Uh, that's that's the plan. And then even Lily Lane is like, well, that's really the best we got right now. So I'm going to sacrifice my granddaughter, and uh, you got to sacrifice your family, and. Uh, Good luck. If you can get the turd nuggets out of their necks, then at least their souls won't be damned or whatever. So that's pretty much what happens. Uh, big struggle. We get to meet the neighbor that was already in the true crime documentary and see him call the police. Big struggle out on the uh, pier there where um, Casey has to cut the head off of Jason, I believe. And then she puts all the bodies together and lights them all on fire as the police are pulling up. And there's that. That's pretty much. There was it. this one part where she lops this dude's arm off with the axe. Yeah, and he is straight holding his arm behind his back. You can see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's you can see the it. The worst. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so terrible. Did you please tell me you stuck stuck around for the credit cookie? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. You didn't know about the credit cookie. No. Okay. After the credits roll in their entirety, yeah, uh, we cut back to the AV forest situation where another true crime documentary comes on, describing about how a family of six was murdered and the younger brother was uh, missing. So okay. apparently, so they're going to get together. Knock there's boots. N- there is not going to be a sequel to no, this movie. Won't. You really got a set of nuts on you. To create this horrible movie. And then, (laughs) I mean, you must really think highly of your script and your movie to think people are going to sit through the credits. I, yeah. For that little nugget. Yeah. Um, I think that the, I didn't read any of the trivia involving this or any of the, you know, production things or any of that. I assume that there was a sequel planned and they wanted to put a little nugget in there to maybe get some rewatch value out of the Come first on. one. I don't know, man. Um, it's not a good movie, Jason. No. It's flawed in many ways. Barbara Crampton herself couldn't save this one. I'm not mad at it because I refuse to be mad at it. But if I were to... I know that doesn't make any fucking sense. That makes no sense. But it makes sense to me. <laughs> um... Can't, I'm not asking you to be mad, but can't you at least be a little bitter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch it again. Uh, well, I, you showed it. I tell you, uh, I'm not going to recommend that anybody else watch it. What I think happened is much like the movie, the dipshit movie that we made. Somebody wrote a very ambitious script and thought that maybe 
this would be like ahead of its time somehow and pushed it through production and they should have used the future seeing mummies to see down the road that it was a horrible movie and then just stop production should have consulted mumbra yeah really is what you want to do ancient spirits of evil sarah got home uh before i finished you know finished watching the movie so Mm -hmm. she she saw a good chunk of it okay and then uh, I'm just, you know, complaining nonstop during the last probably 15, <laughs> 15 20 minutes. Inconceivable. And, and uh, she's like, okay, what's the rating? And I'm like, three out of ten. She's like, why can't you just say one? <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's at least three stars worth of something there. Like the jaw ripping scene. That wasn't bad. That was a, that was a good. That was not bad. I appreciated... Uh, I always try to give a little bonus points to one Barbara Crampton, but to AJ Bowen, mm-hmm. um, there was at least three stars. It didn't end up in my absolute garbage okay. list. That's good, but three's pretty fucking low. Do you think this is better than Alone with You? Um, That's the one where the chick was in her apartment the whole time by herself. I would rather rewatch this. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably would too. Um, I think it was just too ambitious. This at least has some gore to carry me through. Yeah, um, it's got some laughable stuff if, like turd nuggets. It, well, yeah, there's turd is that. tips. If they had ditched the true crime documentary thing, mm-hmm. it could have been it could have been okay. You know, family under siege in the woods. Well, weird the whole dead pile of action. TVs in the middle of the woods. That's pretty. Well, I, get rid of that too. You know. You don't. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's so silly. And why wouldn't it just be one television? They had a subwoofer, a tuner, <laughs> a sound uh, bar. I'm pretty sure there was there a, was an uh, Atmos surround sound setup, a router out there for Wi-Fi. <laughs> They're playing video games and shit, but no roof over their head. Just this shit laying around the woods, which I thought was bananas. Well, it was clearly impervious to weather because there clearly. wasn't a flake of snow none, anywhere around it. None whatsoever. Because that makes sense. Yeah. It only snows on that side of the woods. I don't know, man. Like I said, I think the the writing was a bit ambitious, and uh, it just didn't translate. And if they they would have done themselves a great big favor if they had saved all of the dipshit true crime stuff until like the last five minutes of the movie, you know? Yeah. And even then, you don't need like that all of that. Just, you know, just a quick voiceover, maybe some uh, crime scene footage here and there. Done. But when you put it like in the first 10 minutes, now I know what's going to happen. And then just repeatedly sprinkle it in. Hammer that shit home, dude. Yeah. I'm not into it. I'm going to tell you to skip this one, inmates. Apple cart or uh, Dead Knight. Um, yeah, you don't want it. You don't want it. You don't. Let's take us a little break and we'll come back with some other stuff. Mr. Harold. Show. Now we need it. You see. 
like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back, Mr. Harrell. Is your microphone on? It is. It is. Well done. I'm right here. Okay, he made it. Uh, I don't know, man. I like I like going out in the woods. You know, yeah. at night. I've never encountered a uh, book of witchcraft. Uh, I've never encountered a uh, any dead bodies. Um, I did find like a weird um, insect. I went, when I was in Australia, they got some strange insect life over there. Yeah. Yeah. Those things have tattoos and stuff. <laughs> They're scary. They're like, hey. How's it going, mate? (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Insect. I'll just head back the way I came. (laughs) I don't know, man. Uh, 
Well, are you ready to get into the meat hook? Just the spiders sitting around playing a fucking didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch where you're stepping, eh? <laughs> I oh, we so- love you, Tim. I am sorry, Tim. I know how that sounded. <laughs> Let's get into a meat hook here, man. Let's do. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Horror movies that take place in or involve the woods, cabins in the woods, <laughs> or houses in the... Somehow... Woodsy. Wood, wood-centric, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Jason, what do you got for number three? Oh, number three. Cabin in the Woods. Very cool. I like that one a lot. I just, um, just rewatched that recently, and it's... It, man, that's so good. Despite its title, you don't get a lot of woods action. In that, most of the more cabin, more than cabin than and then weird corporate situations. Yeah. Uh, great show. Uh, to this day, I rue the fact that that has not become a franchise. Yeah, could have easily been a franchise. Oh, they've got so many things, so to many expand upon. I would have been there, but of course, every the, earth, year. the Earth's dead. So. I know, and that's <laughs> my one complaint with it is the ending. Yeah. Well. I'm not going to kill my stoner friend, so he's going to die in a few minutes anyway when the earth ends, along with me. (laughs) I'll kill that motherfucker right now. It's good stuff. It is. I love it. Uh, My number three, a slightly more obscure film, but one that I absolutely fell in love with, Mm -hmm. uh, by Eduardo Sanchez, entitled Lovely Molly. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yep. Love it. One of my favorite, probably in my top 15 of all time. Nice. Um. I like the way it goes from found footage back. I like the, uh, I guess, the dynamic between chemical addiction, mental illness, and actual supernatural goings-ons. What I will tell you, if you haven't already, don't watch the special features on the disc. Why? Because it explains everything, and I find that you're better off not knowing. Yeah. Uh, The very last scene of the movie where you actually get to see the demon somewhat, if you're really paying attention and you know where to look, is like one of the best endings that I can think of mm-hmm. in in horror films, and uh, Eduardo Sanchez is that's like his wheelhouse out in the woods. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got your Blair Witch Project, you got your uh, Seventh Moon uh, exists. Also, that's that's kind of where he lives. Now I don't think anybody does it better than him when it comes to horror movies in the woods. Good pick. Um, uh, what is it about the those extra? Like the extra features that you're saying ruins it? Yes. What is it that they're doing that ruins it? It tells you exactly what happened, why it happened. It gives you the history of the house that she was living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, so your own interpretation is better? Yeah, okay. I find. Because, uh, I mean, it's it's all right. There's like basically anybody that spends a certain amount of time in that house dies. And it's because the house was <laughs> built by a uh, revolutionary war general who made some pact with that horsehead demon? I don't. I don't. Okay. Just don't. Even, just don't even. Just take it for what it's worth. Gotcha. How about number two, big dog? Coming in at number two, you're next. Okay. Okay. A house, but, a house but woodsy in a secluded area. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, again, not a lot of woods action in there. 
No. Um, but the part where she was it the girl that escapes and makes it to the neighbor's house, or was it? I think. Oh, was the main it? the main chick goes over to the neighbor's house? Yes, and that's uh, where at a f- point to borrow like sugar or something. Well, no, that's when she finds the dead bodies, right? And that song is playing on repeat. The song's playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're they've been dead from the the night before. Yeah, but I don't think she saw that. Uh, I don't think she saw the dead bodies. I think it was Swanberg's wife that made it over there, and they killed her in the neighbor's house. Been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, no. Um, Barbara Crampton? No, Barbara Crampton got killed. In the house. In the house. Right. You want to fuck me next to your dead mom? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. Sure, why not? She's not technically my mom. <laughs> Can we at least get her on the floor? Yeah, uh, good stuff, though. But, yeah, another kind of just secluded, woodsy area. Yeah, remote. Gr- great show. You can't the, – the home invasion doesn't leave a lot of room for humor. But mm. I find found that this one actually, yeah. with the dysfunctionality of the family and what a bunch of fucking pricks they were to each other, it kind of melded in there nicely, I yeah. think. Yeah, and, and to look at, you know, the tie-in with uh, tonight's main feature, you've got A.J. Bowling and You do, and, and Barbara, Barbara Crampton. Crampton. Uh, this time, well, they both die in You're Next, and mm-hmm. Barbara Crampton lives in this one. But You're Next, a much better film yes. than Apple Cart, I would say. <laughs> What you got? Number two, The Blair Witch Project. Yes. Now, here's what a gullible prick I am. Yes, I fully admit I thought it was real, but there's a caveat to that. Mm -hmm. When that movie came out, I was still in the Marine Corps, and there was a guy in my platoon from Maryland. Mm -hmm. And this fucking asshole jumped right on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) we've known it. We don't go in those woods, bro. Oh, that that girl, she dated my cousin for a couple weeks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and I'm, oh, Oh, shit. Are you serious? What the fuck is going on out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was pissing my pants thinking about that. Um, the The cool thing about going deep into the woods, you have that lost, uh, helpless aspect of it. But on top of that, you have something out there with you. Could be a fucking bear. Yeah. Could be the Hadiger brothers. We're never going to know for sure. And the... I'm not going to bore you again with my research into the Blair Witch Project, but I will say that there is a sequence in that movie in which we were supposed to see something, and it's much better that we didn't. Because if we had seen what we were supposed to see, it would have really pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if I didn't base my uh, meat hooks on like um, dwellings within the woods, sure, and I went solely woods. Mm-hmm. It would probably be, that'd probably be number two. Okay. Um, without a doubt. I get that. Massive, massive Blair Witch fan. How do you I, feel, I love it. How do you feel about Heather Donahue? She doesn't annoy me the way she does you. I, I think she does really good. You think so? I, I well, get it. Well, especially when she's like apologizing to Mike's mom and shit like that. And she's got the fucking you cry. stare right up her goddamn nostrils. Christ snots coming <laughs> oh, down. Yuck. She does really good at that point at that moment. And to that point I I think they're all assholes. Well, of course. They're di- <laughs> they're dipshits and they have no business being out in the woods, but to that point I understand that I'm supposed to hate her. Mm-hmm. She's acting in a fashion that uh she was given direction to and for the specific purposes of making me and the rest of the audience hate her. And I guess it, despite the fact that I do hate her, I have to see past that and understand that she's doing her job correctly. 
I just can't get past the fact that I want to punch her stupid, ugly face <laughs> is the problem, Jason. All right, man. Uh, I already told you my number two. What's your number one? Number one, Evil Dead remake. My number one, Evil Dead original. <laughs> and this is where How you, dare you? You and I have to arm wrestle, sir. Um, I love the remake also. Yeah. Um, the original, though, um, I think it's just because I saw it at such at, at an age where I had no business watching that, mm-hmm. uh, any of it. And uh, the tree rape scene is much more guttural, I find, in the original. Um, although probably a bit more realistic in the remake, you know. I saw... I saw the original one and two uh, much later in life. Did you? Yeah, I didn't see them when I was really young or anything. Um, and I've just always had this disdain for like stop motion animation, like the, the claymation. claymation at the end. Yeah, the like melting flesh that's done with like clay. Yeah, uh, just is so off-putting around. to me. I get it. I get that. Yeah, I think I was uh, what probably six when I saw it. Yeah, part one, much, much better than part two for me. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but the remake, I mean, that's that's just pure horror gold. I agree. Um, the only reason I like part one, maybe probably more than the remake, is the rape scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, can, you, you can't deny that for us, even if she wasn't willing... At the time, she was enjoying herself. I felt like, right? <laughs> and to be, to even be more fair, the trees and the the shrubbery in part one, or the original, I should say, were much more sensual and tender lovers. Yeah, than they were <laughs> the remake. It was like, bang, right? I'm going to spread your legs and I'm going for broke. And sorry if about the splinters. But in the uh, original, it was like carefully removing her clothes. Well, I mean, it was ripping it, but it was like you know. Very, uh, like a little, little foreplay there, I yeah. found. <laughs> I should probably... You're like you're rooting to be a little more sensuous. <laughs> I should probably seek therapy, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe I should. One of them. Well, we'll both go. I don't know. Right on, inmates. We would like to know what your top three woodsy-style horror movies are. Let us know. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or you can email us at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you are contemplating that and getting your list together, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? And real quick, just to add in in Sarah's picks for, oh she's uh, got t- she's got three sure yeah. so she had uh misery cabin in the woods and strangers okay now i i don't think you're a big fan of the strangers are you i am i like i like the i like the original a lot okay. what i'm not a big fan of is what a fucking pussy scott speedman was in that movie right well um, i thought you found that so off-putting that it wrecks the movie i wouldn't for say you. it wrecks the movie for me it makes certain sequences very laughable to yeah. me because at at a certain point it's like either run or fight. Yeah. But just going from room to room, hiding behind various pieces of furniture, is clearly <laughs> not going to do it for you, my friend. You're going to have to do something here. Yeah. It's a disturbing movie to me because that that's the most realistic 
movie in the horror genre is just because that's some shit that will and can happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you were home. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need a reason. Nope. I'm high on whatever, and you open the door, yeah. and there it is. So what are you looking at? What am I looking at, Mr. Harrell? I'll tell you, right now, I got around to watching Sick on your recommendation. All right. Now, you had a little confusion as to the messaging in this movie. Um, so the, the crux of the movie is that we, that one actually would kind of fit into our meat hook, too. Uh, as far as the woodsy, you mm-hmm. know, seclusion aspect of it. Um, you have uh, two young ladies self-quarantining in a cabin in the woods. Um, one, of the, the whole crux of the story is that our villain is after them because they were part, or one of them was part of a super spreader event in which somebody dear to the killers was uh, infected with COVID and died. Now... <clears throat> Within the fiction of this scenario, uh, we have to assume... These are young kids, obviously. We have to assume that whatever strain of COVID or COVID by itself or whatever it was, was lethal to this young kid enough to kill him. All right, so really whose fault is it? You can't... They want to blame everybody at the event, but it was... That young man's choice to go to the event, mm-hmm. uh, as I, I don't want to ruin this, but make some bad decisions at the event and thus con- contract COVID and die from it. So it's never mentioned in the movie, but again, within the fiction of it, we, the average audience member, has to assume that A, he had an underlying condition, B, was morbidly obese, C, was in his 80s. Or D, um, never really had COVID and died of something completely unrelated to begin with. Regardless, the fam... Uh, I'm trying not to ruin this. But my interpretation of all this is um, the messaging involves people using COVID as an excuse to be their worst possible selves and vent uh, undue anger on other people that probably don't deserve it. That's where I'm at with it. How do you feel? Um, don't know. So if, if I, I honestly, I think I watched it with. Unfortunately, Holly. Well, most movies have just given us these anal fistings of so much bullshit messaging mm-hmm. um, that you have to assume you're being preached at, even with the most innocent of movies, right? So I think I had my shields up so aggressively watching it mm-hmm. that uh, I couldn't just absorb it, take it in, and enjoy it for what it was. Okay. Uh, I really think it's a movie I need to watch again. Okay. Uh, before I can kind of enjoy it more. I do believe that it was... I, I do agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I do believe it was more kind of pointing its finger at people looking to uh, point their fingers mm-hmm. uh, in blame and and just going over the edge and to be just complete and total assholes. Yeah. Because you, because you, you did see a lot of decent people uh, not behaving decently. Yeah, totally. Over something completely stupid. Right. Letting their fear get the best of them. Yeah. Or in this case, their anger. 
Yeah, we're all going to come and go. Of course. And um, if this I is die just of, another thing. If I die of COVID, as far as I'm concerned, I did something right. I didn't get set on fire. I didn't get dragged <laughs> from my car and beaten to death. Right. Uh, I didn't get shot in the head. Yeah. Uh, you were just living your life. I didn't do anything that's going to go viral, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'll take COVID. Sure, give it to me. Sounds great. Um, other than that, I agree with your assessment. It's not a bad, not bad, not a bad movie as like a standalone slasher. Had some good slasher. It had some stuff. good, good yeah. killings going some on. Good kind of chase scenes in there. Yeah, uh, a lot of suspense. Uh, now that you mention it, I see a lot of parallels to the strangers mm-hmm. uh, with like the the music situation and the uh, seclusion of it and things like that. Um, I watched that, and I also watched Graduation Day from 1981. So. Last week, I got to, to check out the two uh, In Search of Darknesses mm-hmm. and realized that I am wickedly behind on my 80s horror. So I made a list of all the movies in those documentaries that I, I haven't seen. I would have thought seen. you would have seen that one. I, I, and I haven't. I have I would have thought that you would have. I, would, I did not. Yeah. Uh, when I looked it up, I recognized the movie poster, mm-hmm. which is that iconic shish kebab thing in the mouth yep. ah, thing. Um, the movie itself is fine. It's... Typical 80s schlock. Uh, Linnea Quigley plays the uh, school slut, and you get to see her. But this is a pre-breast implant, Linnea Quigley. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Um, turns out, well, I'm not, it, you said you haven't seen it? No. Nope. You're probably not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's pretty silly. Is it also the one with like the, the kind of jester mask? Uh, like there, no. Is there a poster with? No. Okay. okay. I think you're thinking of Fade to Black, but I could be wrong. Nope. Definitely not Fade to Black. Uh, okay. Night Night Train to Terror? I don't remember. Okay. That one's got like a Groucho Marx mask kind of a thing going on. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. I think its alternate title was actually April Fool's Day, which clashed with the April the Fool's Day April that Fool's we know Day and movie. love. Uh, that's all I'm looking at, Jason. What do you got? Uh, two movies. Rewatched uh, Don't Breathe. Still solid. Love that. Yep. Still a good flick. Um, and we went to uh, the movies and saw Missing. Missing? What is that about? Uh, Missing is... Did you see that um, that movie with... Was it John Cho? Uh, Searching? No. Where he's like looking for his daughter. I know and, what you're talking and about. And it's all yeah. kind of from the perspective of... Uh, online? Online, internet shit. Yeah. You're basically staring at a movie screen that's staring at a Skype com- laptop. Skype window kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. So this was that. Okay. Um, it it was actually really good. Do you um, think it's better than Searching? I liked it better than Searching. Okay. Uh, I know Tim is a big fan of Searching. It may have been, even been his like his number one for that year. Ooh. Um, more of a, absolutely more of a thriller than a horror movie. Okay. Um, I liked this one better. Um, I believe he liked Searching better, but it. It was more impactful to him as a as a father. Yeah, because it was that. a father looking for the daughter. This right. one, a daughter is looking for a mother. Oh, um, but we both really liked it. Very cool. We scored it over a seven. Nice. So, yeah. Right on. All righty then. How about some immersion therapy? Let's do it, young man. Immersion therapy. 
What did you think of The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, Mr. Harrell? I enjoyed it. Good show, right? Yeah, I do like the title Let Sleeping Corpses Lie better. The box art for that version is much better. Is it? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I just really like that title. Okay. Um, but uh, no, it's actually just a solid flick. Uh, the lead uh, guy, he's, boy, he's such a prick. Isn't he, though? Oh, man, he's a prick. You, you've dented up my motorcycle. <laughs> I will now take over your life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to drive me here, and I'm driving your car. Yes. Uh, we don't want to go the whole way in reverse. So. <laughs> um, but um, except for the very, very ending of it, uh, I didn't like how uh, he returns to kill like the, the police captain. Yeah, um, that that part's a bit of a stretch Doesn't for me. Make a lot of sense. Yeah. I know. Like, okay, this guy knows where he's staying. Yeah, for a hotel room, and he's in zombie. And mode. he's already in the room. He picks locks. Right. Yeah. Eh, so, other than that, other I, than that, though, I, I really enjoyed it. It had some great visuals. I really like the look of those zombies. Yeah, they look um, good. There was a lot of good. Just practical effects, yeah. Good gore, lots of good blood, um, sutures. I mean, you name it, man. Oh yeah, like it really had a lot going for it. And a baby zombie. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get to see that too much these days. Yeah, thank goodness those fuckers don't have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They'd be very scary if they did. Uh, it's not a bad show. Nineteen seventy four, if I'm not mistaken. Streaming right now on Shutter. If anybody's interested, uh, there is some boobs in it, but only during the opening credits. For like a split second when randomly... What is up with the chick running naked across the she street? Just, she just does it. Has nothing to do with the movie nothing at, at all. Nothing at all. Just, uh... She said she'd do it, so we gotta film like, it. like, well, we need tits in the movie, and then so... That's how it's going down. So, there it is. <laughs> Pretty good show, man. I like it. It's one of my favorites. And one of the few steelbooks that I own. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Messiah of Evil from 1973. This one stars Michael Hill uh, and Joy Bang. Yes, that is her actual name. <laughs> Find that bad guy streaming on Shutter Inmates. Check it out. We will do the same and compare notes next week. But now we must educate Darian. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a uh, reasonably attractive young college student who has decided to stay uh, in the dorm for the holidays. Uh, Went to the gas station to get some snacks, and the creepo from the gas station has followed me back to my now completely empty dorm and is uh, trying to kill me. Uh, turns out he's some part of some global cult thing, uh, almost incel-esque, and they call all their victims Christy, and uh, my name's not Christy, but that is the title of the movie. Alan got me. Have you seen Christy, Jason? No. It's not a bad show. Uh, have you seen P2? Yes. It's v- P2 on a, on a campus. Oh, with, okay. Uh, a lot less cleavage. P2, the bouncing jubblies <laughs> in that movie are really something. Uh, I could watch that one on like a loop. Just <laughs> watch her go. going up and down the stairs, really. That's <laughs> all you need. Right on. Who might I be this week, you ask? We do ask. 
Jason, I am a dead body that was found in the woods. Uh, all intents and purposes looks like I was a suicide, but uh, turns out I am a ghost now. And I am now haunting the kid that found my dead body. And we've kind of actually struck up a bit of a, uh, a friendship, me and him, and the girl that he's trying to bang. So I, I, I don't want to move on, so I'm going to continue to haunt this dude. Uh, but this his side piece over here is kind of getting in the way of our bro, uh, undead bromance, I guess, right, right. for lack of a better term. Uh, <laughs> good news, we're really getting along. Bad news, she has done some occult reading and is coming up with ways to possibly banish me, so I got to... Nip that shit right in the bud, goddammit, Jason. I'm a loner as it is, and I'm a dead body in the woods. So fuck me, I can't have her. Need all the friends you can get. And he's he just wants to get laid. I know it, fucking horny guy. I'm a dead. I'm dead. What am I gonna? I can't. I'm not laying anybody. There's also a creepy old lady, ghost of a creepy old lady out in the the outskirts there that can really fuck some things up if I get her involved. Who might I be? You ask. Tune in next week, and I will drop some knowledge on you, inmates. I think that's about going to do it for us this week, though, Jason Harrell. Uh, join us next week for Beyond the Gates, closing out Barbara Crampton Month here in the padded room. Um, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Uh, we also have a Patreon campaign running. If you feel like being a padded room superstar, you can take yourself to support.paddedroompodcast.com. That takes you right to our Patreon page. Five bucks. Dude, that's all we're asking. Five dollars. I'm going to send you a travel mug, a t-shirt, and you're going to get control of the month of February. Other than that, that's all I got for the the week. Jason, you got anything else? I don't, Darian Brock. Well, all righty. See, I got too many syllables. (laughs) It doesn't work for me. (laughs) Darian Brock does not roll off the tongue the way Jason Harold does. (laughs) Unlike my testicles. (laughs) Four. Um woods at night and the scary shit inside them witches uh true crime documentaries funko toys that sell for a lot more than i think they should for some goddamn reason and the padded room podcast i'm afraid visiting hours are over bye